0: Welcome to the Illuminations Media Network. Yes, and welcome back. I'm Tamara, your host, and I'm so grateful you could join me for part to you of this exciting download on how to live the law and the promise of that law of attraction and the many other laws that exist in our universe. Enjoy the download and join me at beyondhypnosis.org. Our moment-to-moment savior is our own human imagination. Heart and mind working together for good. No one needs to tell you that when you're hungry, what will save you is some food. (laughs) Nobody needs to tell you that if you don't know where the rent money is coming from, that some money is your savior. (laughs) As it is written in scripture of your father in heaven, that it is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Luke twelve thirty two. It's also said that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, you already have everything that you need. It was freely given to you. It didn't cost you nothing. So you need to give freely. Matthew 10, 7-14 and according to the teachings of Ernest Holmes, Neville Goddard Reverend Ike and Michael Beckwith that kingdom is right there in your own skull, in your own heart your own heart mind activated on your behalf through the righteous use of your own imagination now righteous What does that word mean? Well, according to the dictionary, it is defined in its original Old English as wise manner. As in Philippians 4, 8, we are admonished. Whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue in it, and if there be any praise in it, think on these things. Because what you think about is what you bring about. It is written in Proverbs 23, 7, As a man thinketh in his heart, thinketh in his heart, So is he. That is just the crux of the law and the promise. You are working with the law in every moment. And if you want good results, if you want to partake of that promise in your life, then as my grandmother used to say, (laughs) be careful where you point that thing. Because your mind is extremely powerful. Where do you allow it to hang out most frequently? Where do you allow it to hang out? Think about that for a moment. What are your conversations about? What kind of entertainment do you engage in? Well... The ultimate clue to where you allow your mind and your heart to hang out is in the patterns in your life. Yeah. So if you don't like what you keep getting, it's time to choose again. Romans 12.2 And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. (laughs) You see, the Bible is not about fire and brimstone, condemnation and judgment and burning. It's a guidebook on the proper use of the law of attraction, the law and the promise That is, if you know how to read the Bible. There are several layers to that mysterious book written from an Eastern allegorical mindset. There's the literal, the practical, and the mystical. And it is so beautiful when you really know what it's saying. It doesn't really matter who wrote it or who translated it. It's the answer to all of the world's problems. Right here in plain sight. That's if you really know how to read it with your inner eye. The reasons that affirmations don't seem to work for a lot of people is reminiscent of the scribes and pharisees who are focused on the literal letter of the law. So if you read and recite your affirmations devoid of feeling, just using the intention of your conscious thought, you're missing the whole important piece of the heart. But when you can catch the feeling tone, as Michael Beckwith used to say, catch the feeling tone <laughs> of your desire and feel it as if it's already done. Speak the word into flesh while starting and stating your affirmations, you put soul into them. Affirmations and essence are just the modern word or term for prayer. You see, the Bible also gives us the formula in Matthew twenty-one, twenty-two. And all things whatsoever he shall ask in prayer, believing he should have which means when you can see it feel it and experience whatever it is it, it it can't help but show up in your life it's like a love story there's a calling a whisper that's sent out from your heart to your beloved And he comes running. He always comes when he feels your love, your desire burning. So when you can see it and feel it and experience it, whatever it is, again, it can't help but come. The feeling tone. Is a huge part of manifestation. Now, some things take longer than others simply because some things take longer for you to believe. Some things are a little bit out of our scope and over our heads in the moment. But as we create that fertile ground of acceptance, as we prepare that space, as we make room for the Beloved, He can't help but come. Yeah, some things take longer. But that's how hypnotherapy can help, by helping you to become comfortable in your imagination and natural with that thing that you desire. For example, if you want more money, but you're worried about what will happen if you get it, it'll be slow coming. And maybe if you do get it, you might lose it all. This speaks to that self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're not ready for it, you can't manifest it in all of its glory. What the repetition, the visualization, the sensualization, that I call it, when you're feeling it as if it's here. All of that consolidates into experiences within your own mind. Experiences that it's easy. And this process is made so easy and so clear through hypnotherapy. You can program that subconscious mind to believe it and receive it because that repetition of visualizing yourself, being and doing and having, what it is that you want to be and do and have, creates familiarity. Familiarity creates comfort. Comfort creates allowing. Your subconscious mind will open up because it will say, Oh yeah, we know about that. That's safe. Oh yeah, we've done that. It's comfortable. Oh yeah, that's okay. Oh yeah, come on in. But if it seems scary, your subconscious mind is going to protect you from it and will not allow it in. In essence, hypnotherapy accelerates your learning to be successful it accelerates your learning to be abundant by creating new neural pathways which put these new learnings on autopilot over time thus priming and preparing the fertile soil of your mind of your inner world for the seeds of your desire which will take root they will flower and they will bear fruit in your outer world. This is the law and the promise. And what starts to happen because you aren't because you you're an energetic being. What starts to happen is that you continuously begin to transmit and vibrate at a frequency that attracts everything that is also on that same frequency. So again, if this is what we're doing, make sure that it's good. Make sure that it is loving. Make sure that it is positive. And don't worry that if you get what you need, that there's not enough to go around. There's plenty for everybody. And when you begin to manifest... You will subconsciously give other people permission to do the same because they'll be watching you and they'll be like, hmm, what's she doing? And they'll believe that it's possible for them. It's kind of like the idea that because I want a sofa, there's also someone out there who wants to sell me that sofa. My wanting of that sofa magnetically Draws that sofa into my life because the person who wants to sell is attracted by my wanting in the field. My wanting, their desire to sell, equals a magnetic attraction. And the next thing that you know, everything coordinates beyond my understanding, and pretty soon. I'm sitting on that sofa in my living room. It's important to know that everything that I want exists somewhere in the world. Otherwise, I could not have thought of it. That's how mind works. Remember, God is here and here. There's a part of you that knows everything that you can't even fathom. And if something comes into this imagination, this heart and mind... It already exists somewhere. Hmm. Think on that for a moment. Anything. It already exists or else it couldn't come in here. Breathe on that for a moment. Hmm. How good that is. Now back to the scriptures again. It said that creation is finished. Genesis 1:31 through 2:1. And after that, man was given dominion to name and to care for all of God's creation. Now you can choose to cultivate the beautiful garden of your life because that's why you're here. To manifest and beautify and cultivate that garden. Or you can choose to toil by the sweat of your brow. In a barren land that won't produce for you. You can choose to labor in vain. The choice is yours. But it's all based on your belief in your law, in your self, in your promise. And because you've been given dominion, you get to choose moment by moment which one of your experiences you want to focus on. Yeah, you get to choose. It's kind of like walking into a big buffet. All of this is spread out for you. It's there. You don't have to go cook it. You don't have to go shopping for it. You don't have to go hunting. It's already there for you. All you have to do is choose what you want. Isn't that wonderful? You've been given dominion. Now something I've noticed with my clients is that in some areas of life, some people have it easy. They have lots of money and abundance, but they don't have love. You might think that other people have it better than you, that other people have it easy, but you don't know. That person that might have all the money in the world without love wishes they could have someone to love them. They would give up all that money just to have love. So never compare yourself to anyone else's experience. Part of this law and this promise is learning how to manifest properly. Remember in the beginning I was talking about how pain is necessary and the suffering part is optional. Well, we learn through pain. We learn through the contrast of not having our needs met. And when our needs go unmet, we hurt. But we can either go to our Father in Heaven and begin to manifest what we need, knowing that we already have it, believing and trusting that it's already there. We just have to choose it and know that it's there with gratitude and acceptance. But somehow we've been taught somewhere along the line that we've got to work by the sweat of our brow. Maybe that's what the allegory was all about, that we fell from grace. Because somehow we thought just manifesting things was too easy. Maybe we got bored. Maybe we wanted to see what it was like to have to toil. I don't know. i That's one of the allegories I'm still trying to get, that fall in the Garden of Eden, But that might be it, that we chose that I'm having everything manifest to me so quickly. I want to have another experience. (laughs) Who knows? But I don't know about you, but I'm done with that part of the experience. I'm ready to go back to the Eden. I'm ready to just manifest and enjoy all of the bounty that the Father has is so happy to bestow upon me. I'm so honored and so grateful to be a child of God who loves me so much that everything belongs to me, that there is an overflowing, copious amount of everything good. I choose that. Take a deep breath and take it all in. And I know it's a lot to take in. The good thing about it is that we know that we have the wherewithal. To begin to change our experience by choosing again in each and every moment. Just choose again. Just choose again. I like the teachings of Abraham that teach us that you can use your emotions as your guide. Those feeling tones, Michael Beckwith, as your guide. That you start to feel bad when you know that your thoughts are moving away from God. When your thoughts are creeping away from righteousness, you start to feel bad, don't you? But when you start to feel good, you know you're getting warmer, it's feeling good, you know it's coming. All the good is about to overflow into your life. You feel good. So pay attention to your feelings. Your feelings are telling you whether you're hot or cold. (laughs) You could choose to get very intellectual and dwell on the why and the how it all happens and if it's logically possible. But I don't know about you. I'm done with all of that. And really, does it really matter whether or not it's logical? Does it really matter when you know that you can transform your experience for the better just by choosing to change your mind? (laughs) It's kind of like somebody going to, I don't know, just going to the bathroom. Let's just say that. And they're going to eliminate what no longer serves them. And rather than just flushing and washing and exiting the elimination room, they decide to pick up what they have just discarded <laughs> and examine it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much more pleasant and so much more productive to just let it go. <laughs> Flush, wash, and walk away. But if you're unable to do that, it's a telltale sign that your subconscious mind has created a deep association to the problem. Whatever it is that you're wanting to dissect and analyze, your subconscious mind... It's demonstrating a secondary gain when you can't just let it go. Since your subconscious mind's primary job is to keep you safe and essentially ensure your survival, it's there to keep you safe. Thus, you're not able to consciously choose to let go of the problem behavior because your subconscious mind is holding that behavior in place For some reason. And all the rational cognitive thought and therapy and talking in the world won't dislodge this. And that's where hypnosis and subliminal, riveliminal work can help. These modalities speak directly to the subconscious mind. Through metaphor, through sensory and primal communication, which is how the subconscious mind works and operates, and how it can be communicated with. For example, I've had many clients who held on to excess weight no matter how much they diet and cut calories and exercise, and they do it the right way. Now at first we think, okay, there's sneaking food. You know, there's, there's self-sabotage here. And sometimes there is. Mm, that can be a secondary gain as well. A tactic of the subconscious mind. And sometimes there's a deeper root. It turns out that there's an unconscious need To be large, or, and, to be unattractive. Now this type of theological thought, this this psychological need, is generally associated with childhood abuse, usually of a sexual nature. The abused child, in an effort to survive the abuse, resolves that they will be larger so that they can defend themselves or unattractive in order to avoid the advances of someone to take advantage of them. This is the type of belief that becomes deeply lodged in the subconscious mind during childhood. And the trouble is, is that it's so traumatic that it gets stuck. Hypnotherapy speaks directly to the subconscious mind. I use sentence completion, I do shadow work, and I do all kinds of work to pull the truth out speaking to the parts the inner child and that's how we get to the root of what's really going on but baby once we dislodge that there's no turning back everyone can can use can learn how to effectively use that law of attraction because of the law and the promise that was given to us and it's just as easy as remembering who you are it's just as easy as imagining the opposite of whatever your problem is and feeling it as if it's already done take a deep breath and let's feel, into fruition, what it is that you need right now. See it as if it's already taken care of. Breathe it in and let it well up into your heart. Such deep gratitude for having this need fulfilled and satisfied right here and right now. Feel it, whether it's money Whether it's love, whether it's abundant health, whether it's employment, whether it's business, whatever it is, feel it as if it's already done. See it, smell it, taste it, touch it, and give thanks to the God in you, heart and mind. It's already done. It's already done. And so it is. (laughs) Oh, isn't it good? Oh, it is so good. Peace and blessings until next time.